Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. You are listening to a Yisker sermon by Rabbi Rebecca Schatz. Days before Kol Tefillah this year, I received a flood of text messages asking, did you see this? It was an email announcing that the AJU Familian campus would be sold and all programs relocated. A building is not something to mourn, I thought, but memories and relationships and experiences built on location felt tethered to the concrete walls, the beautiful garden, the Beit Midrash, and they immediately began to slip away. I walked into the AJU campus three months later for the senior seum of friends and former classmates. One senior, Rachel Simmons, now Rabbi Simmons, shared an exercise with the current students, alumni, and teachers in the Beit Midrash where we were learning. She asked everyone to stand up and said, think of a place on the AJU campus that you will miss. There was a ball of thread and the ball was tossed around the circle, calling on the current students, the alumni, and teachers in the room to share their space. Those relationships, memories, and experiences that once felt like they were flying away came rushing back to me and filled my eyes with tears. I once thought it was not the building, and yet here I was, sad and longing to keep this place forever. Yisker is not a ritual that we yearn for. Yisker is not a service that, like Hallel, we look forward to approaching each time we are given the opportunity. Yisker is a moment in time to recognize that even those losses that we did not anticipate, those relationships that we never expected to lose, those memories we never thought would fade, sometimes slip through our minds and fingertips and rush back only in moments of focus. Moments tethered together by common loss. There is expected loss and tragic, sudden and anticipated loss. There is personal and close loss, and there is distant yet traumatic and evocative loss. There is the loss of an 100-year-old beloved family member and loss of a young person who suffered from an illness. There is loss of what could have been and loss of a lifetime of memories. But when gathered together for Yisker, there is loss, a shared loss, no matter what kind, no matter how long ago, just loss, period. Earlier this year, I stood at the grave of a former congregant. The family was mourning the loss of their 90-something-year-old father, partner, uncle, and this former congregant was buried right next to a member of our community who died before their time, tragically and suddenly for the family and the community. The polarity in this moment of life struck me. Both people having lived beautiful, colorful, creative, engaging, and meaningful lives, both mourned by family members, friends, and community. And yet, the process was different in the moment. The experience of grief was completely opposite, and the mourners were not alone. Rabbi Simmons, after everyone had a piece of the ball of thread and had shared their place of loss creating a web, asked us to pull tight In pulling tight, we were to feel the tug of everyone in the room experiencing the reality of this loss, each differently within us and yet collectively holding one another, whether the moment was neutral or sad. Rabbi Simmons then told us to take a deep breath 
and let the string go. She said, how do we hold on to these places, these memories, these feelings, and collectively let them go? Yisker, a ceremony to individually hold on to our memories, our loved ones' faces, smells and experiences with them, and then we take a deep breath together. We listen to a collective El Male. We say the loudest Kaddish of the season, and for a moment, we are held in our letting go. We do not let go and forget. We let go to be held, embraced, tears wiped from our cheeks, vulnerable and ready to share our individual loss and experience. This year, our community, just like all communities, created a web of support and strength for families mourning grandparents, parents, aunts and uncles, siblings, and unfortunately, children. Each death came with an extra tug and pulling on that web, but the strength in being held by those surrounding us allowed those big breath moments or moments of vulnerable letting go to still feel held. A building, a tree, an animal is not a person, and Yisker is not to remember or even, even compare the loss of a space to that of a human soul and therefore a world. And emotions are held in all types of vessels, such as humans or schools or forests or memories, and when lost, they deserve to be mourned. In the story of Rebecca meeting and eventually marrying Isaac, she has a nurse named Devorah. Devorah dies chapters later after Jacob, Rebecca's son, is already fleeing his brother Esav. So a generation later, a tree, a tree is named in her memory called Alon Bachut, the tree of tears. I had never thought that the weeping was for Devorah. Rather, I thought a son, Jacob, remembering his mother now because of her nurse's death, could bring out those emotions of loss. A midrash written by Panina Edelman shares this story of Alon Bachut. In the Garden of Eden, one tree drooped sadly when Adam and Eve were expelled. Unlike the other trees who felt that the first human beings deserved punishment for disobeying the command of God, this tree felt only regret. It had been a dwarf for the first years of its life, during those years, the tree wept continually, the soil becoming so drenched with its tears that nothing could grow near it. One day, it heard a voice from heaven, a batkol, saying, Do not despair. You have a special purpose. You were placed in the garden to weep at the death of others. You will help those who must go on living, listening for the sound of sadness in their hearts, a sound which they cannot utter alone. Now the tree had a mission, the task of mourning. The tree's tears came when one of its sisters or brothers decayed and fell, when an animal star died of starvation, when rain drowned the insects. All were comforted, for they were not alone in their grief. This, quote, tree of lamentation grew from a small bent sapling into a sturdy sentinel of the garden. Winds and birds bore its seeds all over the world, carrying the ability to mourn in every garden, field, and forest where plants and creatures lived and died. One of those seeds became the oak under which Devorah, the nurse of Rebecca, was buried. The tree mourned long and loud for this beloved member of the family. It came to be known as Alon Bachut, the weeping oak, a bearer of strength in times of need.
This tree was that initial ball of string, allowing for those seeds to be watered and grow in strength, inspiration, and momentum for the future. This tree is each of us here today, allowing our tears to water those seeds of grief, of loss, of memory and pain into moments of connection and blooming. We recite Kaddish in a minion. We respond amen in the middle of a phrase to remind those in mourning around us that we are here. We are surrounding you and your grief. Though not requested or beckoned, we are watering our seeds of community and building a forest of memories, of hopes, of dreams, and legacy for the life, of, for the life ahead of us based on those lives lived. As we put the Torah away, we sing, This is a tree of life to those who hold it tight, and for those who hold it tight, they are made happy. The tree of life, the Torah, our community, those we hold tightly. We hold on to grasp everything that we can, and sometimes the letting go is necessary, and other times it is unexpected. But ultimately, it should be done surrounded by voices. For the Torah, it is voices singing. For a loved one, it is stories told after their passing, legacies passed down, growth made for this world and to the, in their honor. We hold tight because we know, with a hesitant and unrequested deep breath, we will at, this, we will at some point have to let go. Earlier this year, my family went down to Palm Desert to visit my grandfather and his wife, Betty. I knew Betty was declining, but because of the pandemic, had only heard of the decline but not seen her recently. Though not my grandmother, Betty had been in my life for longer than my grandmother because of her early death at the age of 70 from complications of diabetes and mental health. That death of my grandmother is one that I hold on to dearly because it was the first major death in my life and one that reverberates into my grief patterns of the future. When we left my Saba's home after a few days of fun, reminiscing joyful meals and missed hugs, we knew we might not see Betty again. What a bizarre and painful departure. We left the house knowing she would continue to live, but because of our distance, we might miss her final days. We hugged her tightly, shared our joy with her from the present and past experiences. We took a group picture and then we left. And only a few weeks later, Betty died. I was sitting in a funeral for a member of this community. I got a text message and all of a sudden, I had to be both present and distant in my grief. My family went to the funeral and sitting there, our main sight line was that of my grandmother's grave. It was a profound moment of letting go and holding tightly. In the AJU Beit Midrash, we held tightly to the string and then let go with a deep breath. Did that make the letting go easier? No. But taking a deep breath, seeing the friends around us doing the same and letting go together made sure that this hard moment was being done with support and community. That is Yisker. We do not contain our grief alone. Our grief is individual, wrapped in personal story, memory, complication, and emotion. And the power of grief is felt together. Vulnerability takes strength. The tears, the tears fall, the hugs are felt, 
The stories are told and with others, making that deep breath and letting go of a string to the heart a bit easier. We are not letting go of the person or the thing we remember. Rather, we are releasing feeling out from our soul and our heart to be captured and held by those around us. So take a deep breath and look around as we capture a bit of your letting go. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.